To be the best, you need to play with the best. You might not have your own personal high-level circle of women yet, but you can hang with us on The Female Millionaire Show. I'm Midori Verity, serial entrepreneur for over 25 years, and I interview badass female founders and cut through to what you really need to know. So in 20 minutes, you have what can take years to learn. If you're wanting to play bigger, come play with us. Join the female entrepreneur revolution today. Cheers. Today, we are talking with someone who's built a thriving business, finding love for high net worth individuals. Her name is Amy Anderson. She's the founder and CEO of Lynx Dating. And in 20 years of working with the most eligible men and women of the San Francisco Bay Area, Amy has established herself as the premier matchmakers for selective eligible professionals in Silicon Valley and on a global scale. Welcome to the show, Amy. Thank you so much for having me. I'm delighted to be chatting with you today. I just have to say, I checked out your site last night and it was so much fun. I was telling you, I've been married for 30 years. However, it still is really fun to see how the other side works, right? Yes. You have created such a, I felt like it was kind of a beautiful way to connect people who aren't just looking for a date, but really looking for something more special. So tell us about your journey. How did you create this business? Is this what you intended when you started? Talk to us a little bit about it. Absolutely. So I've always been an entrepreneur from the time I was a little girl. I was doing entrepreneurial, very small business ventures, like cutting neighbors' flowers and reselling them their flowers from their garden and packaging it and making money on it. So I, I really, you know, even at like seven years old, I was interested in doing my own thing. And for links, you know, I really developed the idea based on pure observation. I was living in Silicon Valley. Time frame is around 2000 time frame when I was observing a really unusual disparity in the ratio of eligible men to women in Silicon Valley. A lot of men, a dearth of single females, and a huge population of women in San Francisco who I had identified that were really struggling to locate a good guy who wanted a commitment, something monogamous, something long-term. So as a young entrepreneur back then, it was really kind of based on that observation, based on the social landscape, identifying the market. And that was kind of my aha light bulb moment. Okay, there's something here. So you, so, so most of the people who I talk to who, who build a business when they find a need tend yeah. to be very successful, right? So how long did it take you to curate the idea behind the business? Was it always really clear to you or did it kind of evolve? So I think that's a great question. I think it was very clear that there was an opportunity. And then that's when the excitement for me came where I started, you know, using the internet. This is, I think, almost pre-Google, to be honest. So I can't say Googling around. So I was, you know, going on the World Wide Web, trying to find, you know, information about like, were there other matchmakers or would this be a online play? Like, what was it? And I didn't really know at the time, but I knew that there was an opportunity So to be honest with you, you know, it really took a few years of 
tinkering with the idea and evolving it and understanding the competitive, you know, indirect and um, direct competition, kind of that landscape in the Bay Area, trying to understand who the other players were in the industry, if there were any. So then ultimately I'd be way better positioned and confident if I was actually going to start this thing. But that took a lot of work, a lot of prep work. So let me ask you this. Did you go to school to become a, were you a business major or did you, do you have something unique within you that showed you how to decipher how to set up a business that is prone for success? I was not a business major, but, you know, my father, I think growing up, I was in a home of business individuals. You know, my mom's an artist selling her art. My dad was a business guy when he was working. Now he's retired. So I was, I suppose, you know, really raised in a house to kind of understand just some of the basics. But I think for me, like the minute I was born, I had a fire in my belly, just knowing that I was a little bit different and I hope different in a good way. And I think that's really kind of, you know, just that that burning desire to want to do your own thing. And like, even when I was in school, you know, if I wasn't getting the perfect grades, I just always knew it would be okay in the end, right? So I think, though, what made me more confident about starting my business was um, even starting a business before links dating. So this is during the dot-com era. I was a really young entrepreneur. I was fresh out of my undergrad and I studied communication in college, which gave me some confidence, certainly confidence, public speaking and confidence, you know, just engaging in conversations, particularly when I started links, that was really important to have that confidence and kind of conversational ability. When I was trying to sell a product to people that were like 20 to 30 years, my senior, you know, so that was really, really important. But before links, I think uh, what was helpful was even attempting another business during the dot-com era. I was trying to do a website for kids as a kind of content portal for them to you know, debate issues and have a safe forum for them to discuss different issues that adolescents face. Um, I was out there trying to raise money for it because I didn't know I felt like, I guess this is what I'm supposed to do. And I stumbled around, you know, I got rejections. People weren't interested. Some of the men wanted to date me instead of fund my company. So, but this was all really important stuff to give me that kind of, I think, experience on a simple level, even though it ultimately didn't work to fuel that fire from within to go to the next step and start links when I was really ready, right? So I don't necessarily think for your audience, you know, for people listening today that they need a certain major in school or to study certain things, right? I think that one has to have this incredible innate belief in themselves. That right there is really important. And then an incredible belief in what you're trying to do. And there's going to, no matter what, as an entrepreneur, there's always going to be a lot of naysayers. There's going to be people saying, oh, that's been done. What are you doing? You don't need to do that. Or there's already products like that out there. And to almost like a horse with those horse blinders on, put those blinders on, block out the noise, believe in yourself, believe in your product, and really propel yourself forward. But importantly, 
you got to do the research, right? And that's kind of what I did for many years, doing the research to understand the landscape and go to my competitors, understand how they run their business, you know, kind of become a customer of different businesses. So you understand kind of the operations or if you're trying to launch a, you know, a, a food uh, company, kind of understand, taste the cupcake, right? To understand like how other people are creating their products, right? Um, and then once you have enough data, then you can kind of get down to the practical nature of how to even start this. So I'm hearing from you lots of research mm-hmm. and have strong communication. Yes. And conviction. Conviction. Those things. Yes. Conviction is really important. That belief in yourself, because again, there's always going to be naysayers and people trying to deter you or detract you, or sometimes that can be your partner, right? Um, when I developed the idea for my business, I was so excited. I told my boyfriend at the time, honey, I've just come up with this idea for people to connect. And he said verbatim, you are not allowed to do that as long as we're together. And I was devastated at the time. I didn't know what's this man talking about. I, I thought he'd be excited for me. It's, it's a cool idea. But at the time, I didn't really realize that for him, he didn't want, you know, eventually probably a strong woman or a woman doing her own thing. And so it was a blessing in disguise. But again, there's going to sometimes be people in your life who don't like what you're maybe going to do, right? Like well, anything. Dive, yeah, just like anything. So let's dive into that a little bit more. Because in any business, I don't care how fabulous the idea is. I don't care if you don't have any competition. There are always going to be big challenges yes. that come up. What are some of the ways that you deal with those, those huge challenges that um, keep you up at night? Or mm-hmm. when, there, when there's times where you just don't know what to do, what, what are some of your steps or what are some of the tools that you use to help you in those areas? Yeah. I mean, I really reflect on the first five years of running my business. Those days were brutal in a good way, though. I mean, for me, it was so exciting, but it was so laborious. I mean, I was hustling. I was hitting the pavement. I was running my business out of a Starbucks because I was so conservative financially and so scared to even spend a penny, you know, that I had barely any savings to do this venture, right? That, um, you know, it was really hard work. And for the first three to four years of running my business, I would say actually three years, I wasn't charging anybody any money to join links because I had to build that critical mass. I had to reach somehow that tipping point that could actually validate what I was trying to do. So in other words, I needed that network of people, but that network required me to go out there and be maniacal with how I went about running my business. And I would wear glasses like you're wearing. So I appeared older and, you know, like I was a wise, you know, matchmaker and business owner, even though at the time I was like 24 years old. 25 years old. And I would interview on average about 10 people a day out of a Starbucks because I didn't have the capital to have my own office. I didn't even have the capital or the desire to have business cards printed. I had no web presence. Yet I had these people coming into Starbucks that I would interview and add them for free to my database. And then my secret was that I would have them refer at least eight to 10 of their friends who were single. 
right? As a way to continue to grow this network. And then finally, the day came where somebody wanted to pay me. And that was a really seminal moment in my business venture journey of accepting that. I think it was $1,200 for a Lynx membership. In return, they would get a guarantee of introductions. Um, and then I've never really looked back, right? But the first few years were really hard work, but also as an entrepreneur, the most just fulfilling and gratifying time. Cause that's like, that's the exciting part. You know, it's, it's rough and there's times where you're going to cry yourself to sleep, but it's amazing. Amazing. So did you know, so this was all part of your plan and you knew that in the beginning, you were not going to charge until you got to a certain level of clientele and then you would start charging. And then I'm guessing you knew that your price would be going up. That's correct. Grew. Okay. Yes. So it was all part of the master plan. It was all part of the master plan because I knew I needed to have a network of people to be able to match from, and that would require a lot of time. And in, in the meantime, it was really important for me to create and kind of gain that positive reputation. And that's why I was always like very maniacal about how I ran my business, um, just kind of the, the pleasantries, the way I always showed up way ahead for any meeting. I would sit there, I'd stand up when the person walked in, I'd shake their hand, I maintained good eye contact. I really wanted people to take me seriously, even though quite frankly, I didn't have a lot of credibility because I was just building my business. But you have to start somewhere, right? I love that you shared that because that's it. So many, I, I hear so many, especially women have the imposter syndrome mm -hmm. issue going on, right? They, they have all this knowledge or maybe they're working on it, but then they start doing the self-doubt. Right. And right. it's just amazing to see. So thank you for sharing that. If you had one, if you could only offer one key tip for someone who is building a million dollar plus business what would be the main thing that you would advise them to do? I think take care of yourself, right? Because if, if you're not taking care of your mental and your physical health, you're going to get worn down. You're going to feel like a rag doll. So it's actually very important to maintain some semblance of balance in your life. And even though you're going to be burning, hopefully the midnight oil and really working hard, it's still important to take time for yourself. And that's something that I've always done. I try to do a daily walk or a daily run. I try to do a little bit of mindful meditation, you know, even just like getting a good night's sleep. These are things that are really important because if you're not operating at your absolute optimal self, people are going to feel that they're going to see that, you know, viscerally, they're going to see that you're going to feel that and you're not going to be closing deals, right? So you got to be a well-oiled machine. And that starts with yourself and taking care of yourself, drink your water, have a good diet and all those important things, physical exercise. Yeah. Could not agree more. Could not. Physical <laughs> exercise is my therapy. Yes. Could yes. not agree more. So where can people, if, if someone is single and they are looking for a high level relationship, where can they go? Absolutely. So they can go to my website, which is www.linksdating.com, which is L-I-N-X-D-A-T-I-N-G.com. And there's wonderful ways to participate passively where there's actually no fees. You can just add your information to our private database 
Or if you want to become a client where you get a guarantee of matches, you can definitely talk to me about that too. Wonderful. Thank you so much for being here with us, Amy, and sharing your amazing wisdom. Oh, my pleasure. It's been so nice chatting with you. Thank you.